That is crazy. <laughs> I made that up. Dude, I'm psycho. I you made were so up that, sure, and you had I made me up that and whole Alex memory. Second guessing ourselves. I have because I was like, mm, that's not it. If I want to start a cult, that is. <laughs> I that should is have a, uh, bet you on it. That's a key ingredient for starting a cult. We and I bet have twenty that. bucks on it. We should. Because I was so sure that that. I would have bet too. It. I would have bet. I felt very convinced. I know you did. Rolling, 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 rolling. Have you um, had any interesting conversations or questions from clients recently? <laughs> Even like something this morning. Was there anything interesting that you talked about? Um, there always is. Okay. There always is. Well, I guess one thing that I can think of is the forever conversation with clients where they are they want to exercise they want to train and they want to do it a lot they want to do it hard and they are under the impression that if they train harder more consistently more frequently that they will get leaner mm. when i i a mistake that i made earlier in my career as a coach was being like cool let's do that Instead of communicating right off the top, hey, that's not how you get leaner. Yeah. We need to address the nutrition. We need to address those aspects mm -hmm. of the equation if you want to get leaner. Mm -hmm. Training is great. That'll provide some strength, uh, better heart health. It'll support getting leaner. Yeah. Um, not as much as the nutrition side of things. Um, it'll give your muscles some shape. It'll... Um, It'll make you probably feel a lot more confident in your body. You know, if you just get leaner and don't train, you probably actually won't love how your body looks. Um, and then it's also like there's a connection of like the when you're training regularly and you feel your muscles get sore, the following 24 or 48 hours, a lot of people like that feeling and they get like a healthy addiction to that feeling. And then that kind of triggers a healthy cascade of decisions around food. So it, it ends up being like interrelated. In your opinion, when they say getting lean or losing fat or whatever is 80% nutrition and 20% training, what's you, what's, is that true or false? The percentage split? Yeah. What's, what would be your percentage split for getting lean? Probably 90-10. Yeah, I would even say like 100-0. Because like you, so, can, you can lose weight without ever training. Right. So here's why I would say 90-10, mm -hmm. I think, is because of what I said before, where there's that immeasurable effect, but it's some non-zero effect mm -hmm. of training on your behaviors that then lead to weight loss. So yeah. it's like a butterfly effect, and we can't really measure it, but we know that there is going to be some kind of, a lot of it's unconscious or subconscious decision-making that's positive for getting leaner like in the kitchen or you're out at a restaurant or whatever it is, you start making healthier decisions and 
that that was triggered subconsciously by you know your sore quads as yeah. you walked up to the restaurant or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's that probably makes up that ten percent as well as if you were going to count maybe cardio or walking as like your training. I wouldn't, but if you were going to, that could put into the ten percent as well because that might not be super effective, but it's effective enough that like I get all my clients to count their steps. Yeah. Because it. If you're going to try still, and lose, it's still a non-zero output. If you're going to try and lose weight and get leaner from, and you're just going to sit at your desk all day, but you're just going to be like, oh, I'm just going to eat less. That works fine if you're 300 plus pounds and, or whatever, if you're, you know, pretty overweight um, and it'll work well for a few weeks, yeah. but, and it might not even work well for a few weeks, but it'll work well for some temporary amount of time, but you're going to have to increase output because you have when it comes to weight loss um weight or fat loss you are going to have this equation of out caloric output and caloric input and we need to leverage the ratio in favor of caloric output and to do that you know you can decrease input you can increase output you can do either of those or you can do both of those mm -hmm. if you do both of those you're going to get a better you're going to have a better chance of achieving success I'm a big uh, Seiko fan. <laughs> big uh, Seiko fan? So you're a big <laughs> just fan of how the body works? <laughs> yeah. But people will argue that, right? Who? Calories in, calories out. They'll be like, well, no, 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 no. You got to think about what kind of calories you're eating. You got to think about the hormones. I agree. Like, yes, yeah. I agree. But no one, no one's body outdoes physics. Right. I think like, both are true. People are like, oh, I don't believe in calories in, calories out. It's all about the quality. So it's really an argue of quantity or quality. It's like, no, I just believe it's a quantity issue. It's all about how much and how little. And then other people are like, no, it's all about the quality. You just need to worry about eating healthy. It's like, no, it's both. It is both. But if you boil it down, it is a, a quantity issue. It yes, is. but what affects the quantity is the quality. That's the thing people don't realize. There's, like they're, both, they're both related. It's not, they're not binary. It's like... They are two different things while also they have fingers that are affecting each other. Like, so if I ate a huge amount because quantity, I don't know you're saying. Here's a good example, right? Everybody knows. Here's a great example for this. The documentary Super Size Me, mm -hmm. classic from years ago mm -hmm. of this guy who went and ate, I think 30, no, how long did he do? Way more than 30 days probably. You just ate McDonald's every meal. Yeah, but how long? Maybe it was three months. Alex, how long was it? Do you know? Supersize me. You remember that? Maybe it days. was 30 days. Yeah, that just seems it so... It's a lot, though. He must have been in McDonald's. quite a deficit. Because I don't remember it that well, but I remember that he lost weight successfully while eating McDonald's only. Right? Because everyone thought, if you eat junk food, you get fat. And it's like, it's true. If you overeat calories, which, is, which lends credence to the whole calories in, calories out model. The Seiko model. Did he not? I thought he did gain weight. No, he lost weight. He was successful in losing weight, only eating McDonald's. What happened was, is, and is actually his blood work was better too, because his blood work was better because weight loss actually, um, that causes better blood, um, blood panel results, yeah. um, blood marker results in the short term. That's the thing people forget in the short term. He did it for a month or however long it was. But in the long term, what, the, what happens is you give your body um, what it needs from a calorie perspective 
great. But from a micronutrient perspective, you start to see those effects longer term. So then mm-hmm. you start having, you start suffering from, you know, ghrelin dysfunction, leptin dysfunction. So you're hungry more often and you have to deal with that. You're dealing with blood sugar issues. Then you're dealing with insulin issues and like thyroid problems. And then all of these things affect your decisions now, right? And that was the quality of the food now affecting decisions, which then affect the quantity. That's the part people don't realize. This so, is a good argument that I will accept. But it's really crazy because my memory is like, I have a whole different memory of that movie. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, him too. What's the memory? That he got really fat and his blood work was horrible. Really? Yes. I thought he was successful. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure that was his whole thing. No. The he whole, did supersize me too, was, right? He did too. The whole point was to show that he did eating that food, um, eating that food was really bad for you. Maybe he did. Maybe he did his blood markers twice. Okay, let's see. Let's. Oh, maybe I should, I should rewatch. You it. might be. We should rewatch we might it. Be, I'm pretty sure he I, lost weight okay. successfully, and then his blood markers were good. But it, the problem is, it was a short-term experiment. Okay, let's. That's see. the problem. So, social experiment in fast food gastronomy sees him attempting to uh, eat uh, food from McDonald's menu for an entire month. In the okay, process, his weight balloons. His energy level plummets and he experiences all sorts of unexpected and terrifying side effects. He also examines the corporate giant's growing role in the lives of American consumers and explores its method of indoctrinating young people and its contribution to America's obesity epidemic. Did I just make up the outcome? Yes. Whoa, I totally thought he lost weight. No. Why did I think that? The whole point is super He like... He was like just some average dude. And then he's like, okay, I want to see if McDonald's really contributes to obesity. So he ate McDonald's for a month and he got super fat. And it definitely does. So that doesn't change the fact that I created the whole outcome in my head. (laughs) Yeah, Maybe I mixed it up. What were you thinking of? Yeah, I have no idea. I have these memories in my head of him having, oh, you know what? (laughs) No, supersize me, he got fat. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to think of See, what this I'm mixing is cra- it in. This is why it's memories a are, effect. yeah, they're wild. <laughs> or whatever that. Alex and I are sitting is. here like, maybe we're wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's like, not, I totally had a strong yeah, memory yeah, of that. That's and, crazy. and I had the memory that it was the opposite of that, huh. which it was. Maybe supersize me too, he tried. Crazy. So, uh, the, you know, and this only, the nutritional science will only take you so far. But that yeah. being said. What you said was still right. What I said was correct based on the science, which only takes you so far Yeah. in nutritional science. It, ha- it has its obvious limitations. But we do know that you can lose weight eating junk food, yes. eating fast food. If because you're, of SECO. If you're eating in a caloric deficit. So yeah. you are, what that means is you're not eating enough calories to maintain or sustain your current body weight. You will be forced to lose weight regardless of if it's carrots or Big Macs. It doesn't matter. And someone might ask, well, how do I know what that level of calories is? And I go by, you know, that's a trial and error thing. Like you won't actually get, you know, you could use a calculator online of what's my BMR yeah. or what's my whatever, mm. um, basal metabolic rate. Um, calculators aren't accurate. These are things where you just, you, I have a calculation I like to do for my clients where it just, you know, we'll spit out a number. We try that number, calories, and we just see what happens. And I yeah, usually, you do that with any calculator. Exactly. Yeah. I usually have that them on that for two weeks. 
and we monitor weight and we see kind of what happens. And, you know, if they're maintaining their weight across the board, okay, that's probably your maintenance. Dude, that's crazy. Right? I totally made up an example. I know. You made up a whole movie in your head. <laughs> that's amazing. You were the director. Yo, man, I should have, I straight up. I'm pulled, sitting here I just, like. You know what I just did? I just did a whole corrupt <laughs> lawyer thing. That's amazing. <laughs> you were like, so, I'm sitting here like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm so sure it's not, but I've been I, wrong before. I said it so convincingly. You, you started to gaslight yourself that your own <laughs> memories were faulty. I know. That's tremendous. Alex, did you second guess yourself at any point? You yeah, did. You did. Whoa, guys, I'm a cult <laughs> leader. I'm like, I have cult leader <laughs> and I was criteria. Like, I was like, mm, I don't, but I don't want to tell him he's wrong, but I damn, I don't know sure why uh, why I have that memory. I'm going to have to recode that in my brain. We'll, we'll rewatch it. I, I really thought, yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. <laughs> he got I wonder, so fat and got like so sick. He did a part two, correct? Yeah. I thought but, he did two of these. Yeah, he did, but should what I look in up the part this, two? <laughs> in super size. Not that I think two. that that's what happened in part two, but I don't know. I don't know why I thought that. Let's see. I wonder if I mixed it up with a little bit with the memory I have of Doug. I forget his last name. Doug something, but he's a comedian. Uh, Alex, I don't know if you ever saw this. Hold on, hold on. But he did it super fry me. Go ahead. The thing that was bothering me was I was sitting in my head and I was like, why would they show us that in class if it was a positive outcome? Right. Like, that's what I couldn't overcome. It was like, there's no way they would show us that if McDonald's was the winner in the end. That's true. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm hanging okay. up now. Okay, yep, bye. that makes sense. Bye, Alex. Love you, um, bye. Super Size Me 2, Holy Chicken. He opens his own chicken restaurant, oh, fast food chicken that, restaurant, to explore industry claims that fast food is now healthier and more natural and organic. Oh, we should. But watch he also all these. probably found out that's not right because right. fast food is the bad guy. Yeah, he did a ton of documentaries. There's like Food Inc. There's Alex. Do you remember? Uh, was it Food Inc. Fast Food Nation? Keep talking. I think it was Food Inc. Though. Okay, but you might you Alex, might have you a memory. You might have the memory wrong. <laughs> Let me see if this one's wrong. Did you watch Food Inc.? Okay, so you okay? <laughs> but do you is it Food Inc. The one where he does the documentary? And then at the end, you realize it was like a meta documentary where it ends up being, he's talking about how Food Inc. are these massive conglomerates in like commercial hyper-capitalist and then they are able to do all these product placements and commercials and then you realize he just did a massive product placement for them. It was a whole commercial for them. Oh, With yeah. all these different... Was it that documentary where at the end you're like, whoa, this was, he did a. I can't trust anything you, know what I'm you talking say about? anymore. Yeah. At the end, you're just like. <laughs> I don't like, believe any of your memories. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> he just did product placement for all these. You look back at all these different shots and you're like, this was pretty clever. There was like a Coca-Cola bottle in all of these little ones. And mm. he was in all these boardrooms that had all these Pepsi things everywhere. I don't know. That's what I thought at the end. Maybe I was looking into it way too conspiracy. But I was like, whoa, this is crazy. He actually ended up just doing a commercial for big food <laughs> while telling us the fears of big food. Big food. just as crazy as big pharma. Big everything. Big toothpaste. Um, Killing you with the fluoride. Something's been on my mind, though, that I wanted to touch. Uh, rewind. Put the VCR in and rewind it. Back to training. What you said when people are getting sore, so that subconsciously makes them make better decisions. Yeah. There is a point where you will not be sore from training. Or you won't be as sore from training. 
And I had clients that talked to me about that and then they don't think they're training hard enough mm-hmm. because they're not feeling the soreness. And I say, well, that's not entirely true because there is a level where your your body, your muscles get used to um, a certain stimulus. And then to get that soreness again, you either wouldn't train that muscle for a while or you have to train harder, right? Or novel stimulus. Or novel stimulus. That's the biggest yes. one, actually. Yes. If you so, change, so yeah. but someone like as well trained as us, right? I don't know about you. It does take a lot to get me, like, like the doms that I'm like, oh man, like I can't walk up the stairs or whatever. Oh, that right? bad, yeah. But to be um, honest, I'm sore after. Other than the last month, because I had to change training because of a shoulder injury, and then I was figuring out my squat. I'm like, I'm sore every session. Upper body less so. But my lower body sore after okay. every deadlift and squat. Day. Well, I'm a genetic freak, so. I think I honestly, I think I train harder than you. I think I train harder. And I think I train heavier. I like. I just have clients that you know. Um, they'll get sore, but not as sore anymore. So they gonna, just don't. You're not going to debate me on that claim I just made. That was aggressive. That you train harder than me. Yeah. I mean, it lend, it actually I mean, we'll, supports. We'll let the physique speak for themselves. It supports it supports your claim that you're a genetic freak, so you can train less intense and get by. Like I have to train harder. I think I just because like, I'm genetically I, oh. less um, yeah. advantaged. I actually I do believe I do have to train harder than people that are genetically blessed with better physiques. Yeah, like I even like early on in my fitness journey, like even me playing basketball, like I had arms on me. That's what I mean. So it's like. You'll be more sent, but I still train crazy. Like I'm sure you train crazy a lot. Yeah, some, but some days I definitely don't. Same days you definitely don't. I some see days it. I definitely yeah. don't. You're just you're just training. It's fine. I'm just yeah. training. I feel it, and then I go home. Yeah, yeah, it's not crazy. And then you don't feel dumps, which is not surprising. I feel them uh, but like, from yesterday. Though. But like if I do my walking lunges, which I've done this whole block, and I did it for the block before, it's like that's like four to eight weeks of walking lunges. I add 10 pounds and I got sore again. I was like, mm. oh my goodness. I like, mean, on the day you trained smoke. me, I do feel like we could have pushed harder, but like I wasn't feeling good and okay. you weren't feeling good. But you got doms. I did get doms. We're going to do that again. Yeah. I'm going to wreck I your need, lats. I'm going to go lats. I need, yes. I need you to wreck my hamstrings. Yeah, we can do that. Just hand, like, because I felt glutes, I felt quads. Yeah. A little hand. We figured out towards the end. That's why. You having weak hamstrings, put yourself in a posterior tilt by accident. Yeah. Because your body does that by default to protect your hamstrings, which is why your erectors are huge because your body ends up putting probably a lot of the stress onto the glutes or the back, whatever it can, depending on the movement. You can see it in my physique. That's what I just said. Yeah, that's why they're huge, right? So then your hamstrings are a lot smaller. So if we can through different cues, if I can get you to like, one of the cues is just like certain hip hinges. If I can put you into an aggressive and over exaggerated mm-hmm. anterior pelvic tilt, then your your hamstring should light up. I get that with uh, good mornings. Okay, so we'll have to go through stuff like that. When I think I do, you can do it do with stiff mornings. legs or RDLs if I cue you correctly too. Yeah, when I do good mornings, I get doms. Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But. Did you like what that one... Uh, lady was doing with the good mornings on the uh, belt squat. Uh, yeah. Or would you do it differently? I think. It, I mean, I should try. It. I've never tried it. Yeah. You know, so I should try it. 
But I think if I was going to do belt squat with that, I would just do an RDL. I would just put a cable attachment at the bottom, like a handle, and then just do an RDL with the cable. Okay. That's how I would do it. Once I like, good morning pushed school her, to try. I don't know. Once I pushed her hips back, it looked better. Mm-hmm. But I was just looking at it like I've never done it on there. Because so. where was her attachment? Where was the belt attachment on her body? Like waist? Yeah. Yeah. So like the reason just I not, don't not a big lever point. Exactly. There's not a big lever. So it's like I would rather or whatever that is, moment arm. I'd rather you can make the moment arm longer if you put and that'll put more stress on the hamstring and glutes, which is probably why she's doing it, not for her back. So it's like I would rather the the actual attachment be like higher up on her torso. You can put it around your neck. I know if you could figure out a way to do that, but you probably can't, right? So no, that's why but with an SSB bar, you can. Yeah. With a you I bet know, you with the belt spot, you could put it like up under your armpits. Your, yeah. You might be able to do that. It would hurt less too. Cause like it, yeah. sometimes it hurts around your back. We should try and see if we can do that with you yeah, on a hamstring. Guru. That'd be cool. Yeah, if you could put that up right underneath the hamstring, or I just underneath need, the armpits. I need, I need my hamstrings on this next show. I need them so carved out. The like, more important thing for you than big hamstrings is you need them shredded. Yes, so exactly. For, so we're going to train them. Great. But we need you. I still, the the, the it, leanness is what will win the card, the not your I, hamstrings popping. The issue I have now, though, is I and I can see it. There's quite a uh, proportionality. Is that word? Sure. We'll go with it. There's a... Uh, discrepancy in proportion between my glutes and my hamstrings. Yeah, we can see that. Yeah. Yeah, for so sure. That's, that's what I'm... The leanness, yes, will win. But I still need to fix that issue too. Yeah, I mean, you've already effectively started prep. Yeah. Yeah, so I would train them. That's fine right now. But you're not going to add any significant size to your hamstrings from now until June. Off-season's over. You're not building. Now what you're doing is... You're you're looking to like maybe make some finishing touches in the last month or two, and mm-hmm. then it's like, but like very little because you're effectively in a net deficit probably over the next month or two, with some days where you're in a surplus refeeds and maybe weeks where we're traveling or whatnot. But after that point, you know, like Christmas comes and you're there's no more building. You're just training hard to keep everything hard, right? Just maintain the muscle, and then it's just getting. Just suffering so that you can get lean, get shreddy. So uh, I think we should end this because we should go watch um, Super Size Me again. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> I made that up. Dude, I'm psycho. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of a psycho. So it's like a psychopath. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that was... must be a psychopath thing. I'm, I kind of freak myself out. I <laughs> you made were so up that, sure. And you had I made me up that and whole Alex memory. second guessing ourselves. I have because I was like, mm, that's not it. If I want to start a cult, that is, <laughs> I that should is have a, uh, bet you on it. That's a key ingredient for starting a cult. We and I bet have twenty that. bucks on it. We should because I was so sure that that I would have bet too. It. I would have bet. I felt very convinced. I know you did. I didn't even. No one even suggested that I was wrong until the end. So it's like I, I didn't have any like reason <laughs> because to think I was wrong. Uh, because I love you and I didn't want to um, make you feel like you were wrong. That's okay. Well, I was wrong. I'm just kind of, that's just crazy that I created this whole, I still have pictures in my head of him checking his blood work and it being good. I actually. No, I have pictures in my head. He got so fat. I made that in my head. I made that in, I made that up in my head. Yeah. He made it. Yeah. His blood work might have been fine at the beginning. And I saw the movie. I saw the movie a good 15 years ago. Yeah. And I remember him getting very fat. That's why it's called Super Size Me, not. 
slim size me. Yeah. No, it all makes sense. It makes yeah. sense that I was dead wrong. Yeah. Dude, that's nuts. All what right. the heck? Anyways, all my opinions are correct. I'm never wrong. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks a lot for listening to the show. If you listen this long, um, we're happy you're here. Preach. We're happy you're here. Next time, bring a beer. Um, no. If you want to follow Sam on <laughs> social media, you should. She has like 50,000 followers um, and she posts sick stuff. You can follow her at Slays Fit. You can follow the show at Stay Peaked. You should probably do that too because we have lots more stuff coming. We're going to be posting vlogs and stuff to the to the YouTube. We're going to, we got some cool <laughs> trips we're going to throw up on there. Ooh, and yeah. then you can follow me, which is the most important out of the three, at Tim underscore MSHC. Thanks for listening. No, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. And if you need coaching, just reach out to either of us. We'll get you shredded. We'll get you jacked. We'll get you strong. Ready for the stage. Whatever you need. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.